Hey, and welcome back to another episode of Grab Some Pine Meat. Oh man, I am super excited to be back on here. My name is Jesse, and I will be with you today. Um, this podcast is a podcast all about the San Francisco Giants. It's for fans, it's by fans, and man, we just love talking about the San Francisco Giants and baseball season. It's coming. It is around the corner. Fingers crossed that it runs smoothly and they get to enter the season with the uh, original plan dates and uh, we get to see 162 games or at least more than 60 because we all know that 60 was not enough. It did not feel right. But hey, at the time, I was grateful that we even had baseball to watch. So, uh, But this year, I'm really hoping we get a full season, and hopefully by the second half of the season, we'll be able to go to a game. That would be amazing. I really miss being at the ballpark. So, um, hey, today we're going to have a kind of a shorter episode, um, I think. (laughs) I might get long-winded. I don't know. We'll see. But there's just a couple things I wanted to just get on here and discuss. I know we haven't been on here since November. It's been a couple months. It's just kind of been a slow off-season. I haven't really felt the need to hop on here and talk about anything because I didn't know if there would be anything to talk about, really. But at this point in the offseason, January, late January here, with spring training less than a month away now, you know, obviously they can make things happen during spring training, but I, I don't like that. And if I was a front office person, I got I don't know, I guess I would if I had to, but I wouldn't want to do that. I would want to enter in spring training with my team ready to go. With that being said, spring training is right around the corner. The Giants, this is my plea to the San Francisco Giants front office. You need to do something bigger than what you've done. Hey, I fully am on board with the Farhan Zaidi train. I think he's doing a great job. I think he's been able to find guys that people ignored or find um, deals and and, and really strengthen their farm system, uh, uh, created a much deeper 40-man roster. So uh, on that side of it, I'm all in uh, in support of that. But right now, here's the thing. I think right here, in 2021 now, this is when you need to start adding some big names, some big pieces, so that when you have your prospects who will be ready in 22 or 2023 maybe, or even 2024, you will be able to surround them or complement them with these established players who are um, solid players. If you look at the Giants roster, these established players are going to, by the time the prospects are ready, are probably going to be on another team or even not playing baseball anymore um guys like brandon belt or brandon crawford or evan longoria or even buster posey in two or three years we might only see buster posey's name on the giant roster and i say that because i i do believe he will finish his career in san francisco especially if which we're going to talk about today the dh especially if the dh stays uh, and makes its home in the national league then i do think posey's time with the giants will be extended But my point is, you can't expect your prospects to come in and take the league by storm. You need to surround them with some names. Now, I understand next year's free agent um, pool, I guess, um, is the one that everybody's saying. That's when the Giants are going to go big. Uh, But I'm here to plead my case that nobody who makes any decisions will hear. That's okay. Um, That the Giants need to start doing that now. This free agent class is not stacked. It's not filled with incredible franchise changing names but it does have a few names that i really think could 
make a huge difference now and how you compete right now because I think right now is important to the team to the fans and I actually do think right now is important to the front office I think they've proven that they want to win now even as they build towards the future so it, these a couple signings that or that I want to talk about one that I really want them to do that I, I fully believe in that's the one I'm going to focus on and how it's going to affect the whole team but I'll bring up some others um, I think a, a signing like the one I'm going to address or, or the, the options they have could help them win right now, but also be there, <clears throat> have these players be there when all of a sudden you got guys like Joey Bart who are now ready, or Hunter Bishop, or Elliot Ramos, or um, Luciano, or uh, you know Will Wilson, or whoever it is, <clears throat> excuse me, all these prospects, when they're finally ready, you can have these guys who are established, um, ready to join with them to be a winning team. So um, I think next year, yeah, we'll be an amazing free agent class, and I think the Giants will be very active, especially if they aren't as active or if they continue down this path that they are this year and years past. I think they, you know, they will have a lot of money to spend in 2021 um, because they'll have basically barely anybody on the books that year. So I think they will have a lot of money to spend, and I think they will spend it because there are going to be some big names on the free agent market next year. But there is one name that I'm going to drop right now, and it's in your lineup, in the lineup. And here's how I want to do it. I want to kind of break down the lineup that I want them to run out this year. And the reason I'm, the reason I feel like I'm so like, yeah, this needs to happen, is because of what the Padres have done. Um, at some point, you gotta you gotta compete, and the Padres are young, so it's not like oh, the Padres just went out and got a bunch of old guys, and they'll be good for one or two more years, and we can wait until 2023, and then we'll make our move. The Padres have built up. Um, a fairly young team with guys like Tatis. Um, they've and and then surrounded them with guys like Machado and now the pitchers that they've been getting. None of them, which that none of them are old. So what I'm trying to say is the Padres are going to be good for a while. So you can't play the waiting game. You can't play the waiting game. I do think the Dodgers may start to decline, but at the same time, the Dodgers are really smart with how they manage their teams and their rosters. So the Dodgers, I think, will continue to be a good team. So you can't wait for an opening because I don't think you're going to get it. So I, I think the Giants need right now, this year, need to get aggressive. And I think the market actually might play to their favor because nobody's really getting signed right now. So there's a lot of names out there, especially in the pitching market. So you may be able to get some deals. Um... But what I want to do is break down this lineup, and with this name that I've added to this lineup, um, all of a sudden this lineup looks very good. I mean, they were like we talked in the previous episode; they were a top five, top six, seven, somewhere in there lineup last year, and for some of the season, they were the best lineup in baseball. So I think you can build upon that. And um, let's just real quick before I get into this, let's just say this: last year the Giants were about a 500 team. Some stretches they played really bad, way worse than what a 500 team should play like. Some stretches, they played really good, better than what a 500 team should play like. Whatever, they're a 500 team. They are automatically getting an addition at the catcher position with Buster Posey. Yes, Buster Posey is not the same player he used to be. Yes, Buster Posey had hip surgery, and you know maybe it still has effects on him. Yes, he missed a whole season. But here's the thing. You are getting a massive upgrade, even if Posey is 70% of what he used to be, at the catcher position by having him back there defensively with your pitching and offensively the catcher <clears throat> the catcher position last year really really wasn't there i mean we all know joey bart wasn't quite ready tromp looked good for for some of the season but it was more of a backup level player 
Um, so having that addition of Buster Posey, all of a sudden you take your 500 team, and that might give you three or four more wins by simply having Posey on your team. So you're getting an automatic addition with that, but you can't stop there. And here's the key, the DH. The DH is the key to this plan. And the DH, to me, opens up so many opportunities for the Giants. See, I was not a fan of the DH. I did not want the DH coming to the NL, but when it came to the NL, I kind of liked it. It made sense. Pitchers really, really suck at hitting, and they're not fun to watch, and it feels like a free pass for the opposing pitcher. So I am not against the DH anymore. I actually like the DH, partially because as a fan, I see it opens the door for the Giants to um, make a big signing uh, and not have to worry about the defensive side of the signing. It also gives them an opportunity to keep someone like Buster Posey, who is an important piece of the franchise on so many levels, to keep him on your roster longer and to give him more at bats because the guy's not going to catch more than if they play a full season, 110 games. That's not that many. That's disappointing that you're one of your best players is only playing 110 games. All of a sudden you have the DH 110 becomes 130 or 140 to sit the bench during the uh, defensive sides and then come up and take your swings. And that's it. That's fine for Buster Posey. He could do that a lot. So all of a sudden, a player who's going to play 110 games, who's an important piece of your team, now can play 130, maybe 140 games. That's a big deal. Now, the DH is also a big deal in how it impacts the Giants' outfield, potentially, because if the name I'm going to put down, and I'll tell you, I'll stop dragging it on, is Marcel Azuna. I want the Giants to go out and get Marcel Azuna. Um, he's an outfielder, plays left field, doesn't have the greatest defensive ability, but he's really not awful. He's pretty comparable to what I think like Alex Dickerson would, would be. Um, I want the Giants to do this. I want them to go out and I want them to sign Marcelo Zuna to a multi-year deal. Uh, apparently, I think I saw that Azuna is looking for a four-year deal, which makes plenty of sense. He honestly should get something like that. In his age 29 season, which was last year in 2020, in a, an abbreviated year, he had 228 at-bats when normally he'd hit 500, 600 at-bats. In those 228 at-bats, he led the league with 18 home runs, and he led the league with 56 RBIs. He hit an astounding 338 batting average with a 431 on base and a 636 slugging percentage. His OPS was 1.067. He led the league in total bases. This guy had an incredible 2020. Now, his 2019, on the other side, was not nearly as good. He had 241 with the Cardinals, only 29 home runs in twice the amount of at-bats as 2020. 89 RBI. Still, I mean, that's still some good power production. On you know, he would have led the Giants for many years in a row if he did that for the Giants. Um, <clears throat> he would have led the Giants in power production last year too. Um, but he had, yeah, 328 on base, which is still pretty solid, and a 472 slugging. So his OPS was 800. That's not not bad. His lowest OPS of his career was back in 2015 when he had a 691. He had a rough year that year. But that was when he was 24 uh, with the Marlins, when the Marlins were terrible. So uh, Azuna <clears throat> seeking a four-year deal makes plenty of sense to me. And I think, it, I think he's a good fit for the Giants, especially if the DH is there. Because here's what... Here's what they can do. Here's what they could do. Okay, so you got you got um, in right field, let's say, I'm just going to do a proposed lineup right here. Leading off right field, Yastrzemski. Uh, Yastrzemski could play the center, but I really think they'd see Dubon as a center fielder, especially with 
Flores and Solano and Crawford in the infield. I don't think Dubon gets a lot of time. I think he might get some time at short, some, you know, if Crawford needs a day or whatever. But so then you have Yaz who can play center field. But I really think they see Dubon in center. So Yaz in right, and he's a better right fielder. Yastrzemski leading off. I think then you follow him up with Posey at catcher when he's playing catcher. Again, Posey can play a lot of games at DH. Um, and when he does that, then you can move Azuna out of the DH slot or whoever is in DH because I think if you sign Azuna, I think your DH can be Marcel Azuna. It can be Alex Dickerson. It could be um, Buster Posey. Uh, I think occasionally it could be some other names, but I think those three names would be the, the best names to throw out there. Um, so batting third, you'd have Brandon Belt. If he has any kind of a year like he had last year, wow. Uh, Brandon Belt was an MVP candidate. Well, not not quite like top five, but he was he played well enough to be considered possibly for that because he was on fire for most of the year. So you have Brandon Belt hitting third, playing first, uh, which I mean he can find his way into the DH spot too if you if you play Flores at first one night and you want to get Posey the night off or Zoo another night off. There's all kinds of things. That's the thing. It opens up the door to so many options. But then you got Azuna hitting cleanup. And then you got Alex Dickerson playing left, hitting fifth, or DH if Azuna's playing left. Then you got Longo hitting um, sixth, playing third, obviously. And I think his time will be lessened from last year, especially with the signing of that left handed bat, uh, Vossler off the bench. Uh, and then you got Crawford hitting seventh. They're kind of seven, eight, nine. I mean, they can mix the lineup, however. Um, they, they want, cause I think there's a lot of flexibility there, but I, ha I have Crawford hitting seventh playing short. Crawford had a very good bounce back year last year. If he can keep it rolling, that's a lot of production at a shortstop. He's still a pretty good defending shortstop. Then you got Solano playing second base or Flores. Um, I think those guys will move around a lot. So my, my bench, when I'll get to in a second, has a couple guys that are going to get a lot of playing time, even though they might, they're under my bench. Um, but then, and then at the back of the lineup, uh, I don't know. I just kind of like the idea of having Dubon um, hit ninth, so then he's followed up with with Yastrzemski. I think Dubon fits well back there. So uh, Dubon in center field right there. So you have Azuna playing your DH some nights. I just put him a DH in my lineup. You got Dickerson who can slot in. You could put Azuna in left. Um, you can put again put Posey a DH. I think there's a lot of options there. So off the bench, I think you got. Um, I think off the bench you got a guy like uh, an outfielder slash infielder, just massive utility guy, Austin Slater. Um, the only downside with that is then you don't have a very good defensive outfield. Well, really somebody who can play center field. So you, I think you have to make the decision. Do you want to supply your bench with someone who can play center field, like a Steven Duggar or a Jalen Davis, who has not shown any evidence that he can hit in the majors? Um, or do you want someone like Slater, who hit incredibly last year, showed a lot of promise, a lot of potential, a lot of pop, I mean, took uh, Ker uh, Kershaw deep twice. Um, someone like that who can move around, who can play the infield if he needs to as well. Because um, you already have four outfielders in your lineup. You have Yastrzemski, you have Azuna, you have Dickerson, you have Dubon. Only one of them really can play center, maybe Yastrzemski too. So, so you have to make the decision as a front office. Do we want a defensive-minded outfielder off the bench, or do we want somebody like Austin Slater who can hit? In my opinion... I think you want Austin Slater. The way he played last year, there's no reason he shouldn't be on your roster this year. Uh, it looks like the backup catcher is going to be Kirk Casale. I mean, Chadwick Tromp obviously has a shot. I thought Tromp was pretty good, but I think they went out and got Casale to a little, little bit more veteran presence back there off the bench. Uh, then you got, again, I, I guess Flores isn't really a bench player. He's going to find himself in a lot of games, but he can play second base. He can play first base. Wilmer, Flores, um, kind of a utility guy along with Slater. 
Uh, and then Vossler, that third baseman that they signed, the left-handed option to I think give Longo some time, maybe split them a little bit. Uh, I don't think it'll be a full platoon, but maybe it will. Um, so that's what you have. So all of a sudden, I, I that lineup right there. If I if I saw if I was turning on a game and they were playing the Padres and I saw the Padres lineup and I saw who was pitching, maybe it was Blake Snell, and you know they they announced their lineup and I'm thinking, wow, that's a good lineup. And then if they threw up the Giants lineup and you got that lineup, Stremski, Posey, Belt, Azuna, Dickerson, Longo, Cross, Solano, or Flores, and then Dubon, I'm thinking the Giants got a shot to win that game tonight. I, I'm thinking the Giants can win this game. That lineup is good. It's really good. It's top five, in my opinion, because you got guys like Yastrzemski, who is an MVP candidate. You got, you're got you adding Posey back in your lineup, who is an upgrade at the catcher position. You've got Brandon Belt. If he plays like he did last year, he could potentially, as weird as it sounds, be an MVP candidate. You add a power hitter, Marcelo Zuna. If he hits with the power he hit last year, he was on pace to hit 40-plus home runs. So I'm not saying that will happen, but maybe 30 to 40, 30 to 35, somewhere in there. All of a sudden, you got a big-time power bat who also, most of his career, and especially last year, hits with average, gets on base. So Marcelo Zuna in the middle of your lineup, followed by threats like Dickerson, and then even Evan Longoria, who everybody thinks is washed up, still, in my opinion, is an established name that still puts a little bit of fear in the pitcher who can put one over the fence, who I think Longo has a lot of potential um, bounce back potential like he'll bounce back this year especially in a con- uh, no I don't think it's a contract year for him but anyway I think Longoria can have a bounce back year Crawford can can continue his bounce back and then you got the silver slugger Donovan Solano or F- Wilmer Flores who hit with a lot of power last year and then you finish out the lineup with Dubon one through nine one through nine which is not something the Giants could have said for many many years one through nine is a threat on the Giants lineup that's exciting. So if I see that lineup matched up against the Padres lineup, matched up against the Dodgers lineup, I I don't feel like, oh, great, tonight's going to be a rough one. I feel this lineup can take on anybody. This lineup can take on Blake Snell or Yu Darvish. This lineup can take on Kershaw or Walker Bueller or whoever it is. So all of a sudden, I'm thinking, okay, this team can compete. And here's the thing, especially if, you know, and again, the DH thing is, is all contingent on the MLB continuing the dh um i think they will uh i for for them not to have said anything yet i think is a sign that it is going to stay um in the nl um, i think it's going to happen anyway in the next collective bargaining agreement so they might as well so obviously that's up to the league and the players to figure that out with the dh i think that's going to happen okay another thing that is up to them to figure out is the expanded playoffs they don't want to do the 16 teams they want to do 14 teams obviously they did 16 last year that's a lot. It was exciting. Um, I agree that that's too many. Um, that's one more than half. That's that's too many. That's kind of doesn't. It kind of lessens the 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 level of how good you have to be to make the playoffs. But ten, in my opinion, is a third of the teams. Is my my opinion is too low. And all of a sudden now you get power teams like the Dodgers or the Padres and teams like the Giants who may be a good team have no chance. And, you know, your argument could be, well, you got to get better. You got to get better. better. And I understand that. That's a fair argument. But at the same time, I think it's better for baseball if you have teams like the Giants, who maybe are around 500, maybe a few games above 500 come August, come September, who are still in the chase. That is better for baseball, in my opinion, when there are more teams fighting and clawing towards the very end. So if, if there's 14 teams, which is the number they want to land on, 
I think that's great for baseball, and I think it's great news for the Giants because I don't think the Giants, even if they go out and get Azuna, will contend for a division spot. I just think the Padres and the Dodgers are too good. I actually think the Padres will win the NL West. But with that lineup, I think the Giants have a very good chance of being a wild card team. So um, I'm all for that. I am all for that. Um, and even if they aren't, even if they don't do the expanded playoffs, I think that's a good enough team to still even possibly contend for a wild card spot. Maybe that second spot um, if you have Azuna in your lineup. Because I, I just think he's that big of a piece. You give him a four-year deal, and all of a sudden you've got a consistent power hitter in your lineup for four years for you to surround with with prospects i think azuna is that good especially if the dh is in the nl that's a name that you can keep especially towards the end of that four-year contract where his defense level is going to get even lower that dh spot will be really comfortable for him so i'm all for that but then um moving on to the rotation we'll wrap it up here in a few minutes with that with this part the rotation so so far i actually like what the giants have done i was kind of bummed that they didn't go out and um re-sign drew smiley they lost him to the Braves a while back, but they have Kevin Gosman. That was that was crucial. Kevin Gosman is a fantastic pitcher. Very important for me that they got him. They went out and signed um, Anthony Discofani, which I thought was a good signing because he just kind of fits that mold of a bounce-back year kind of guy. Um, same with the new signing that they just did, uh, I think, last week. Uh, Alex Wood, um, a lefty, uh, played with the Dodgers, um, had a rough year the last year, and then I think in 2019 as well but was uh, a Cy Young candidate not that long ago, has had some very good years. They needed a lefty. They went out and got it, and honestly, I think he's going to be he, – he'll give the Giants what Drew Smiley would have given the Giants. So I'm very happy that they, they – when they lost Drew Smiley, but they were able to find a good replacement for him. And Alex Wood has potential possibly to have such a bounce-back year where he has all of a sudden looks like he did a few years ago with the – with the Dodgers, top-notch pitcher. He even looked really good in the playoffs last year. He pitched in the World Series for the Dodgers. So really happy about that signing. It's a one-year deal for Alex Wood. So right now, as it sits, your rotation um, is likely going to be, if you, if you go righty-lefty, Gosman at the one, and then you follow it up with the lefty, Alex Wood at the two. I don't know if they'll do that, but I like the idea of going righty-lefty, righty-lefty. And then Cueto at the three. For a while there, I was like, well, Cueto's your one because he's Johnny Cueto, but... It's not baseball's not like that anymore. It's, they're not about the names, which is probably for the best. So Quaid will probably find himself in the middle of the rotation, and then in my opinion, there's a left-handed slot open. There's a slot in that four spot, a lefty, because in the fifth spot you go back to the righty, Anthony DiScalfani. So I think there's an opening spot in that four spot. Now that spot could be filled by someone like Tyler Anderson if the Giants bring back Tyler Anderson. In my opinion, is a major league caliber pitcher. I think he's a good four or five starter. I think I think I would be just fine if the Giants went out, re-signed him, and slot him in there at the four or five. Um, I think he showed a lot of good signs last year. He's not an incredible pitcher. He had some good years with the Rockies, which is a lot to say. It's a pretty big deal because of where they play. So I think he would fit just fine in this rotation, and I would be happy with it. And I I would expect him to have a pretty decent year. Um, but there are some free agents that are available that um, the Giants can go out and get that I think they should try to find a lefty. But on the flip side of the coin, that I don't think that made sense. On the other side, whatever I'm trying to say, there is a possibility, and I don't love this guy, but along the same mindset of the Giants need to start pulling some triggers and start going big, somebody like Trevor Bauer might make sense. I hate saying that because I don't love Trevor Bauer. I actually think he's kind of overrated, and he's kind of a hothead in my opinion. 
had a fantastic year last year. Fantastic year with a 1.73 ERA. Obviously, he won the Cy Young Award. But in 2019, in 10 starts, he had a 6.39 ERA. Um, and uh, Sorry, that's not accurate. That was with just when he when he got traded to the Reds. He had a 6.39. Overall, in 2019, he had a 4.48. But pretty much throughout his entire career, except for 2020 and 2018, he's been a mid-four starting pitcher. Uh, in 2018, another great year for him. He went 12-6 and six and 27 starts with a 2.21 ERA. So he has shown some serious upside, but he's also shown some mediocrity, just middle-of-the-road, average pitcher. So I don't know if I'm all in. If the Giants sign him, I'll kind of be like, okay, whatever, cool. Um, but if they really, really believe that he can be the pitcher he showed in 2020 or in 2018, if he can be that top-of-the-rotation-level guy, maybe this is the time to go get him. Because you don't have the Giants do not have an ace knocking on the door in AAA. They got names like Sean Jelly or Seth Corey who are potentially going to be good starters. You got a guy like Tyler Beatty who I don't know if he'll ever really slot into what he we thought he would be. You got Logan Webb who's got potential but might just be middle of the road. You don't have that top level guy knocking on the door. So this might be the time to go out and sign Trevor Bauer to a three or four year deal or whatever he's asking for to have as your team continues to, to develop. So I'm just throwing that out there. I don't think they will. I don't know if I don't know if I'd be all in on that because I think he's slightly overrated. I think you're gonna overpay. I would rather them go out and get a lefty off the free agent market. Someone like, like I've said, James Paxton, yes, who's injury prone. He um, you know, has not really shown to be able to be consistently healthy and whatnot. But when he is healthy, James Paxton is solid. Um, you know, even a, you know, I Cole Hamels, John John Lester, those are older guys. Um they might not make any sense to go with, but uh, you know, just a lefty. I think you need to find another lefty option in your rotation, and it might make the most sense now that Jose. Can, I wanted them possibly to go after Jose Quintana, but he signed a deal with the uh, yeah uh, well, a couple days ago with the uh, Angels, and uh, so I, that was the name I wanted the Giants to go after, but it didn't work out. So now that he's gone, if you don't get James Paxton, I think it might be the best option to re-sign um, Tyler Anderson, in my opinion, because. I think you need another lefty. I, I mean, you could go with the four uh, righties, one lefty, but um, I think it would benefit you to go three and two, three righties, two lefties. Um, but I could see the Giants actually letting Anderson go, and apparently they're still talking possibly to Jake Odorizzi. There's still interest there. Who He's a good pitcher, and he wants a multi-year deal. So he, I think he's a step below Trevor Bauer, so he might be a good signing. If you go out and get Jake Odorizzi throwing your rotation, I'd be, I'd be happy with that. And, you know, it's my personal ref, uh, preference that they go out and get another lefty. But Jake Odorizzi is a quality starting pitcher. And if you throw him into this rotation of Gosman, Wood, Cueto, and DiScofani, I think you got a pretty solid rotation. So, again, if I take it back to a matchup, Giants versus Padres or Giants versus Dodgers, if you throw up that lineup that I proposed that includes Azuna at the DH position or left or whoever's playing DH that night, and, again, that's contingent on the NL keeping the DH, which I think they're going to, I, that, that's my predictions that they're going to. If you throw out that lineup and then you match up, you know, yeah, you're facing Blake Snell, you're facing Walker Bueller or Kershaw, but the Giants got Kevin Gosman on the hill or the Giants got Johnny Cueto or Alex Wood or Anthony DiScofani or maybe, you know, Tyler Anderson or Jake Odorizzi. You know, yeah, they're not these huge names, but they are quality starting pitchers. I don't 
go into that game thinking this is going to be ugly. I don't go into that expecting the Giants to lose. I go into that expecting the Giants to compete and to put up their own and to fight and to possibly win. Um, the Giants played the Dodgers very well last year. And I think if you just, you're, you're getting that automatic upgrade with Posey, if you add another upgrade, a power bat to your lineup, you take your lineup that was the sixth or seventh best in the MLB last year, and all of a sudden you improve it. That is a huge deal. A lineup that good can t- handle good pitching like the Padres have stacked up on. A lineup that good can score a lot of runs to help your rotation that is a decent rotation. With this, ro- if, if the Giants had this rotation and a crappy lineup, they'd be a terrible, terrible team. But they have a decent, okay, average, possibly solid rotation and a really good lineup. All of a sudden, this team can be a playoff team. I really hope the front office is thinking that. I really hope they're willing to pull the trigger. I want them to sign Marcelo Zuna. To me, it makes so much sense. You have the money to spend. You're going get to you, get your guys a really top-notch hitter in the lineup, especially if the DH sticks around. Even if the DH isn't around this year, if the DH is not here this year, it will be next year. When the collective bargaining agreement comes, they are going to keep the DH or put the DH in the NL. So even if in 2021 the DH is gone again, you can play Azuna and left. He's not horrible. He's not a downgrade for someone like Alex Dickerson. He's probably about the same level. And then the following year, boom, the DH is an option. So why not plan ahead, even if it doesn't come this year? Sign someone like that to a four-year deal. He'll be 33 or 34 when that deal's done. That is not a terrible age. And all of a sudden, you got a team that can contend. you got a very, very good lineup. I like what they've done with the rotation. The bullpen, I think, has a lot of potential. The Giants can be a good team. They could be a surprise team. I do not think they would win the division. That's a long shot, but I do think, especially if there's expanded playoffs, wild card is a very real possibility. Well, that's all the time we have. I know I kind of was all over the place, so if I confused you or said anything wrong, uh, obviously I didn't mean to say anything wrong, like statistically or you know, if somebody's already been signed or whatever, all that stuff. I just wanted to let it roll today. Wanted to talk some baseball, but that is it. We got 30 minutes of good baseball talk. Hopefully good. In my, I enjoyed it. It was fun for me. So hopefully you enjoy listening to this. I'm um, not sure when we'll be back, but hopefully soon. Again, this was Grab Some Pine Meat. Thanks for tuning in, and go Giants. Can't wait for the season to start.